You are now listening to The Widehorn Project. Widehorn listeners, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Alec over here. Uh, we also got Dylan over there. We're two hosts. We are The Widehorn Project. Thanks for being part of The Widehorn Gang. Um, if you listened to our last episode, you'll just be reminded. Uh, let me let me just explain briefly, kind of give you that introduction, um, if this is your first time tuning on in. We've completed Volume 1. We're in Volume 2. Volume 2 encompasses a little bit more of the quotes from, from comedy movies. Um, it could encompass other movies and types of movies as well and other genres. Uh, Dylan, do you want to um, give a recap on, on what we're doing, just in case somebody's listening for the very first time? This is their first time listening into the Whitehorn Project. Dylan, give them a little bit of a taste about what we're doing and what's going on and how we're doing it. Yeah, for sure. So what we're doing over here at the Whitehorn Project is essentially taking quotes, talking about them, breaking them down. We had a great episode on Happy Gilmore, a great quote for there. I'm not going to spoil it. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go give it a watch. Go give it a listen. It's fantastic. You'll enjoy it. We're hitting that same stride, keeping all of these quotes fun and entertaining for this volume moving forward. So Alex got a really good one to get us going today. Absolutely. So if you know this one, um, you're probably going to laugh because it made me laugh quite a bit. Uh, and I'll tell you why I think personally this quote uh, actually works in life. So 22 Jump Street, Jonah Hill, he says, <clears throat> I'm going to do my best version of this. I'll try to keep it brief. Slam poetry, yelling, angry, waving my hands a lot, specific point of view on things. Cynthia, Cynthia, and you get it from there. <laughs> Jesus died for our Cynthia's, Jesus cried, runaway bride, Julia Roberts, etc., etc. Quote goes on, it's a great one, um, but if you've listened or watched 22 Jump Street, you know that's an iconic moment. Um, instant, you know, thinking about this for the first time, I instantly thought about in life when people just, you just have to bullshit. You ever think about like times where just like you're called upon something? I think about times in class where like I'm not paying attention, and uh, <laughs> did you call on you? Hey, Alex, you pay attention? Yeah, exactly, 100. All right, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, I got this. this blah, 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 blah. And um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of times in life where <laughs> you you got you kind of got to improvise. You got to be spontaneous. Uh, but spontaneity and uh, improvisation are two big parts of life that I think this quote definitely encompasses. Dylan. What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah. I mean, the first 10 sales calls I was on, it was literally that scene. Disemb me at a little friggin' telephone box, disembodied voice coming out of it, not knowing shit about my product or anything, but trying to talk to somebody who's been in the industry for 10, 20, 30 years, and I'm like just out of college. It, those experiences, I mean, they always say sales teaches you a lot and it, it hones your, mm -hmm. your soft skills, that craft. I mean, you. This is an invaluable skill, no matter what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Work, play, yeah. chilling out, hanging out. Like mm -hmm. this is the energy that you have to bring a lot of the times because our brains are kind of on autopilot and you can't always pay attention. Mm -hmm. No, and it's good to kind of practice. I mean, I don't even know how you could really practice being like spontaneous. I mean, you can do that by just like doing things and like stepping out of your comfort zone. But like, I think about um, there was a group in high school. If you remember, it was called Hat mm -hmm. Racks. Uh, it was an improvisation. Did you ever go to one of those? I did. Yeah, so if <laughs> we would just literally 
throw out random ideas. We'd like put ideas in a hat and like we would just create scenes based off of things. That is so fun. And I think that if, if you're trying to be like a good public speaker, if you're trying to improve um, how to talk on the fly, you know, what if, what if in, in life or in business, right? You're just asked by your boss, hey, you know, something happened today. Um, we're going to need you to actually go ahead and, and speak to the, uh, the whomever meeting, uh, you know, up on floor X, Y, Z, and, uh, you gotta be prepared. And if you're not prepared to kind of talk and be in front of people, that's, I mean, it's a really invaluable skill. Um, so yeah, when Jonah Hill does that, like, I'm just absolutely like laughing my ass off because it's just, I, I think about so many times in my life where I'm like, okay, I've been here before. I've had to do this. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Have you thought, have you thought of any times where you've had to like do something like that? Definitely. Yeah. Do you ever heard of the yeah. five P's? It's proper preparation prevents poor performance. So they talk yeah, about, yeah, point. they talk about that a lot with like preparing for like a job interview or for school, whatever it may be. Uh, it helps to prepare, but there's a lot of situations in life that you can't prepare for and you have to go mm -hmm. off of the cusp and off the fly and just yeah. let, let it flow. And the best way to prepare for situations that you can't prepare for is to just have them thrown at you over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. It's like it's mm -hmm. like throwing a kid into a, a pool of water and hoping that they swim. Yeah. Not as dire or as dangerous or mm -hmm. as kind of fucked up as that situation, but mm -hmm. it, you get you get the point, right? It's like you you yeah. expose yourself to that kind of situation and stimulus over and over and over again, and eventually you mm -hmm. just get good. Another tip for that, I will say, is paying attention. Because a lot of times, mm -hmm. if you're just paying attention, you don't have to pay attention to what's going on. But if you're looking around and you see like somebody's shirt or maybe, mm -hmm. you know, anything that you can catch, you just got to run with it. Nice yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know how yeah. many conversations <laughs> I've started with people like work calls yeah. where like we have our video on mm -hmm. and I see like a little rubber duck or something mm -hmm. like on a shelf in the mm -hmm. background. And we're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, just being aware. Yeah. Where the fuck did that come from? And then you go from there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think about this. We were just talking about this earlier, too. Um, we had an English professor. Uh, we'll leave out the name. And I remember there was this one time. He had a poetry class uh, our senior year, and I was in his class for that. And I, he asked me to present my poem, I think, for that week. And I was like, oh, like I don't, I'm not presenting until later on this week, so like I'll, I'll be fine. Uh, but he asked me to go, and it was this right before the class had started. So I wasn't prepared yet, but I was like, I'll be prepared. I'll figure this out right now. So while the other people are presenting their poems, I'm on my laptop because we had our laptops in that class. And I'm literally writing the world's worst poem on pizza, pizza toppings, and how pizza toppings are related to different parts of life. I, I give that poem a run, dude, in front of the class. I got the highest grade on a, on the poem that out of all the poems I've written that entire thing. So sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I'm not saying you should be a bullshitter, I and mean, that's not good. But I think there's definitely times in life where you gotta you gotta just see what happens and just throw darts at the wall and see what sticks. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. Well, you give yourself yeah, and you give yourself an opportunity to find success out of situations that you otherwise wouldn't have mm -hmm. expected it. So in that scenario, mm -hmm. you know, you also could have easily failed. You could have written the world's yeah. shittiest easily, poem, but easily. you wouldn't have ever really known that unless you went ahead with the process and just did it. And you put your best foot forward by understanding mm -hmm. yourself and your situation, and being like, "Hey, I'm very comfortable speaking and kind of throwing mm -hmm. things out." through improvisation so you knew you kind of knew in that circumstance like given your strengths as a person and kind of your personality that you'd be able to produce at the very least something that was c level yeah absolutely well the other thing too is like i'm not 
that interested in in poetry. Right. So like for me, like you know, it's like it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's good. I enjoy it. I'll listen to it. I'll let other people tell me about it. But what I'm not gonna like write poems. But I think that like you are more prepared for things in life that you really care about you know like so obviously like you and i playing football right you know you don't want to go into a football game not knowing your routes or the defense you know or how to read the defense and we cared about football so we would study about that stuff so it wasn't like we were unprepared for that i mean you know things change and you know you have to adapt to the environment but i do think that there are a lot more times in life where when you need to kind of utilize those improvisational skills, it typically comes at, you know, at times where you're doing something that you're not really invested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that just comes, you know, and then talk about being aware and just kind of being able to kind of communicate what it is that you need to communicate in the moment. So I, I don't know, but I just think that um, that's something that I was thinking about. Yeah, uh, in reference for to sure. Too. Another point that I think Jonah Hill's quote in that movie brings out is that whole idea of stream of consciousness. It's, it's improv. It's on the fly. He it's, it's made to seem as these are just words that either rhyme or mm-hmm. are coming out of his head for whatever reason. Yeah. And it's a pretty good metaphor for like how our brains actually work in, in everyday mm-hmm. life. Like how often are you focused on something or you're, you're doing a task and then there's like a million thoughts and things that pop into mm-hmm. your head. So what, given that all happens all the time, like how do you, like maybe you're on a sales call, like how do you break away from some of those like mental fucking like spasms that you have? Yeah. That kind of take you off of the course that you're on. Cause it, it is important to stay yeah. like you can bullshit, but you also need to have a train of thought yeah. with that bullshit. No, definitely. I think that, that, that also comes with also, um, being prepared for your work in other ways, like making sure you get enough good sleep, you know, or taking a break and eating a lunch, you know, like stepping away from your desk. I know you're really good at that. Like I'll have you tell us maybe in a minute if you're comfortable with about like kind of what you do with your schedule. Mm -hmm. But I think that for me, it it really just comes down to making sure that my day is organized in a way where I'm not getting burnt out. I'm not doing two hours of calls, you know, hour call back to back, another hour call. So it just does, it's not going to prove well in my, in my work performance. So you, you utilize your day and your schedule to basically highlight your the things that you are good at so you have to minimize as many times where you those those calls come about and you're not distracted so i mean they do happen i think one thing that i do is, is i keep a notepad i oh and when i'm on the phone yeah i have notes in the screen and i'm typing them into the traveler's profile for my work but i'm also literally writing things down sometimes because that allows me to kind of keep myself in track and in place and i can go back to that in conversation so that's one thing that i do what about you tell me about what, what you kind of use yeah i have a lot of strategies and where the schedule allows like you mentioned i do try my best to break things up so i have a timer that's this little program on the computer that it sets out time for me to work and then time for a break i don't always stick to it a hundred percent uh, it would be impossible to ask myself to do that because, again, sometimes the circumstances just don't allow it. But I find mm-hmm. that having that that little crutch to fall back on and understanding like – because, hey, I'm a habitual procrastinator like anybody else on planet Earth. I don't want to do things that I don't want to do. So I have to build in and integrate ways to stay on task. And so it sounds mm-hmm. like from what you said, the way that you really do it is you allow yourself to have time away from work and then that – it's mm-hmm. that refresh and that recharge that gives you the three. Yeah. It gives you the ability then uh-huh. to go into a situation and be focused and on task because you know that you've separated the time where you're not going to be distracted from the time that mm-hmm. you're allowed to be distracted, which is your leisure. Correct. 
One thing that I also was going to bring up, a little bit different from what we've been talking about, too, is in the video, in the movie, when he's doing that, he's using a lot of body language and facial expressions, yeah. too. I think that's one thing that I could, I would love to see, especially even in, in, my, in my work and, you know, talking with other clients and, like, in other fields of work, too. Body language is huge. Yeah. And the way that you communicate in body language is absolutely so important. And sometimes it's more important because it's, you know, it's really conveying, you know, how you're actually feeling. Um I don't know. Like, what's your take on on body language and, and utilizing that? Yeah, we we touched on this in another episode in, in uh, the philosophy volume. So it's it's always great to bring it back up and and chat about it further in a different context. But it, so body, I mean, most communication is through body language, anyways, and that's you know what we talked about in the past. And it and it's really is mm -hmm. something that I pay attention to, and I've tried to be more aware of my own body language, and that's what like Zoom yeah. and these recorded. Um, everything that's virtual now, being able to see yourself in the beginning, it was a big distraction. And I do try to mm -hmm. always like when we're chatting here, I'm paying attention to you and your body language when I'm speaking, but I'm also tracking myself too. And the reason I'm doing mm -hmm. that is because I can't tell when I'm communicating with somebody face to face necessarily how erratic I'm being. Like my dad used to always mm -hmm. say, you, when you're angry or you're agitated, like you bob your head a lot and you get really animated. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had a friend just last week, you know, bring, I met somebody new and they said to that person, like, isn't it so funny how like animated he gets? Um, and I didn't take that as a, as a negative. I, I, I just no. know that about myself and that's, yeah, that's how, right. And that's how I communicate. But there, it's good to know that you do those things and that you can be aware of it. And that's yeah. where it all starts from is like being able to temper or allow yeah. yourself to, you know, have your body language be very expressive given mm -hmm. the right circumstance. It's a valuable tool to totally. effectively communicate. What was, I'm just, I'm just curious. What was the quote that we talked about? Do you remember? I don't know if we're gonna be able to pull this out of our bag of tricks just off the top of our head that we used that, that we talked about body language with. Do you so remember? I think it was something about just the way that people communicate and being conscious. I think of like your tone. I, I, I believe we mm -hmm. were talking and we, I could be completely wrong, but from my memory, no, I think we were, Somebody will fact check uh, yeah, us. I think we were talking, um, excuse me about something related to like our, the way we communicate at work or with our family and our friends mm -hmm. and how a lot of times what we say isn't what gets remembered, but it's how we say it or deliver it is what sticks. Mm -hmm. And that's body language a lot of yeah. it. Yeah. 100%. I'm starting to think too, do you think a lot of people are going to have social anxiety as this pandemic kind of comes to a close? And not talking about necessarily going out, meeting people or like, you know, talking to strangers, but even in the work setting, I feel like going into an office, you're going to see a lot of people that are probably going to be very awkward in person. Yeah. And I feel like... You know, I, I feel like as far as like the improvisation goes, spiking up conversation, small talk. I mean, like you don't want to waste your time doing small talk all the time, but I mean, sometimes it's necessary. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of awkwardness coming back out of that. Yeah, I think so. I also, on the more optimistic side, think that people are going to be more prone to actually going out and seeking those out. Making me sound like a pessimist. <laughs> no, well, I'm just saying like th there is a very real likelihood that what you said happens, and I'm sure that it will. Yeah. Specifically in people that traditionally have been a little bit like introverted, they're going to mm -hmm. maybe – they might have felt safe behind that screen and now it's being kind of taken away a bit. But – um. Given the fact that we were all locked away for so long and chomping at the bit now to be released, I feel that people are actually going to seek out a lot of those opportunities that might have made them uncomfortable in the past yeah. because you've been deprived of it for so long. Yeah. 
and they, they're, they're probably eager to, and I, I know at least for myself, I am too, I'm eager to spike up conversation and talk to strangers. Like, I haven't been able to do that. I mean, you know, in cases, yeah, absolutely I have. But, like, as far as on a more regular basis, I'm looking forward to do it, so I'm looking positively towards isn't it? Part. Isn't it so intriguing to like, go up to a stranger and, like, start up a conversation and have them be like, oh. whoa, this, this is – you could tell by their body language that, like, they're, like, taken aback yeah. or they're not – it's not something that they're used to. Um, and oftentimes yeah. – some I've had people actually comment and be like, wow, it's weird that you just came up and started talking to me. I feel like people don't do that as much nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's been plenty yeah. of situations where people haven't called it out, and I could tell that they're mm-hmm. not uncomfortable, but they're just thrown off because it doesn't happen yeah. very regularly. And yeah. so I used to get that a lot when I was approaching like women <laughs> back when I was single, uh, yeah. <laughs> I used to always just walk up to women yeah. and talk to them to get over that yeah. anxiety. And so often mm-hmm. they are like, what? Well, we're not in a bar. We're not at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not seven Tito's and seltzers deep. You're a very direct yeah, man. What, the, what is going on? I don't have this alcohol blanket that's not causing me to like not fall into a panic attack right now. So what the hell is going yeah. on? Uh, <laughs> I yeah, I was gonna say on the flip side too, just like pandemic related, there's still times where like I still feel like that like social anxiety or awkwardness because like I was at the grocery store today and I was in the self checkout line and like you know I was just so used to socially distancing at the checkout line at the grocery store and I know it sounds lame but it's like yeah, yeah. we've had to do it for so long. I, this guy is just like riding right behind me and I'm just like I get this like he's breathing down my neck kind of deal like whoa man like why aren't you social distancing but also like I don't, one I don't really you know whatever it's, it is what it is. <laughs> obviously be safe you know be safe but like at the same time too I just wasn't used to having a stranger that close to me now mind you I went out to the bars and you know everybody's sweaty and jumping up and down so like you know we're getting we're, we're, we're fully back in it now especially out in PB out in Pacific Beach but uh, there's just other environments too where I kind of feel like well I wasn't expecting yeah. that I but, catch myself uh, yeah. talking. So the masks. So I used to. I used yeah. to I just covered my mouth. So that's why my audio. Part. Yeah. But so I. I used to. <laughs> I got so comfortable with having like a mask over my face that uh, I, now that we have them off, I catch myself like mm-hmm. talking or muttering under my breath. Be- and and it's mm-hmm. just this habitual thing that happened because I kn- yeah. I'm used to my mouth always being covered and I have to catch myself mm-hmm. sometimes to be like, dude, people yeah. can like read your lips and s- if they're paying attention, yeah. they can see what you're saying. So like the mm-hmm. guy you're shit talking yeah. or like who just stole your parking spot or like the guy who yeah. you fucking cut you off in the checkout line at the grocery store, that motherfucker can actually see the like your mouth oh, making yeah. words. Oh yeah, when you're wearing a mask, if you're watching, if you're watching us right now on video, you'll see that. Like, there's definitely times where somebody cuts me off, or like, you know, we would say we're in the store, and I just go like this, mother. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, you, you know, I'm just saying, you can't say that anymore with no mask no. on because people will definitely read your lips, and you are fucked. Yeah. But, anyways, I think that takes us to the end of our episode. Um, be mindful of what you do. Be spontaneous. Um, improvise. Do good things. Um, and follow us on the gram at the Widehorn Project. Be sure you to listen to us at uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. We'll catch you on the flippity flip for episode 13. Thanks, guys. Take care.